Hey, everybody, it's episode 448 of PodQuest. Hey! It's Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Good job, Internet. Cobb probably uh, said hello to me. Oh, uh, we lost Druton. And Rich. Fucking Internet. I am here. Or at least I think we lost Drew. No, yeah, no, he he went gray. He's gone. Okay. Man, what a time to drop. We'll in, we'll introduce him again later. Oh, we... No, don't even introduce him. I know this is going to be some work, but get crickets. And just when you say, we have Drew, and then put the cricket sound effect, and then just keep going. Hello. I'll I'll consider it. Hey, Drew, welcome back. Uh, uh, Well, I was here the whole time. What are you talking about? We never never lost him. Never. My internet never decided to die. Just... At the most inopportune time. I don't know what you're we talking d- about. We didn't just have a conversation about crickets being added or anything. No. No. Nope. Just no. Nope. Hello. <laughs> okay. See now what? I'm all just all, now I'm just all out of whack. I don't know what's going oh, on anymore. God, it's it's PodQuest episode 448. Look at you That's reading the document. On. Yeah, it's today's Wednesday, March fifteenth, twenty twenty three. What I've you already, already said, I think. I, I don't listen to you. I just wait for my name. So, I I have a quick story for you guys. Uh huh. Um. So, Erica and I are going to see Hawthorne Heights tomorrow. Uh huh. And I had purchased tickets that apparently have um have lounge access. It's at the Brooklyn Bowl. I should specify. Uh huh. So it's that like you'll know it, Drew. It's like that side area, like to the left of the stage. Like sure. a little like raised platform thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of in the bowling section. Um So the ticket said advanced in parentheses next to that though. So I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? Um because I thought like I didn't know if it was like early entrance or something like that. So like I sent an email to them yesterday. They just got back to me maybe like twenty minutes ago. Uh-huh. Um and in the email, the the person who responded specified like that all it meant was, like, that you have access to that area. So you can go on that area that's, like, right next to the stage. Um, but they they sent two pictures. Um, one of them from, like, the front of the stage. And then one of them from that platform as, like, a, hey, like, this, this is what the viewing area basically looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, the first picture they sent from, like, the front of the stage is from the Newfound Glory concert back in September. Uh-huh. That I'm fucking in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, great yeah like i'm I'm at like the the back right side of the picture it's very funny i'll send it to you guys in a minute but um i responded to the thing like thanking them and then said also funny coincidence i'm in that picture from the newfound glory concert and the person responded he's like oh that's awesome or she cause there's there's no um name attached to it um it was a fantastic show just saw them last night too <laughs> So this person was also at the the one that Drew and I were at last night. Well, that's how they had the picture. Because they were there. No, no, no. This is from... The picture is from September. Oh. Then never mind. Yeah, like, um, last night was at the Keswick Theater. This was at the Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, okay. Man. It's like you don't even know where concerts are happening, man. I, I don't. What's a concert? Exactly. But yeah, I, ju- I just sent like a screen cap of the picture. If you look to the far right of it, like there's like the side of my head in a red shirt. Oh yeah, yep, that's definitely you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I-, I saw that it was a newfound glory concert. I'm like, oh, that was from like 
I I was there, like, and it's from near the front. I wonder if I'm in it. And fucking lo and behold, there I was. Nice. You're famous. You're 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 possibly Instagram famous. Maybe. Honestly, like that, it's entirely possible. Like that picture could. No, you know what? Because when Instagram crops it to a square, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, those edges would probably get cut off, because it is more of a rectangular picture. Man, no one's gonna be looking for Red Shirt Guy now. Good. You're not famous. Fucking good. I don't need my picture all over the internet. That's how they Man. get you. That's Isn't it already how... there? Don't you have, like, a Facebook? Yeah, but I my fa- I have no pictures of me on my Facebook. All right. You're, is it your picture from when you went to, like, fucking London or some shit like that? Yeah, Ireland, like, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. I've n- I've literally never changed the profile picture. Like, any pictures of me on my profile are pictures that other people have tagged me in. Yeah. But, like, I I don't really use Facebook either, though. Like, I don't post on it. I barely scroll on it. It's just it must, kind of a... It must be nice to not have a social media dependency. I mean, look, I, sp- I, like, I scroll through Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, but, yeah, Rich, what's on the agenda? Uh, so Chris, uh, is showing me up on my New Year's resolution and read, read another book, um, which I have yet to do any, uh, and then me Well, get and, to it. Oh, what's that? I said I, get to it. Look, I've been busy, okay? Uh, me and Cub both tried out the Resident Evil 4 remake demo. Uh, we all should have watched La La Land. Um, and then we're gonna talk, uh, Last of Us Season 1, and- Possible predictions, I guess. If we're going, to. I just threw I just threw uh, that in there. That's why I put a question mark. I've I have a question about talking about season two, but we'll get to that when we get to that. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, um, so like two weeks ago, I talked about um the book Jade City that I I read. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I've finished the second book, Jade War, which. Jade City was the book where, like, Jade gives certain people superpowers. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of got, like, a crime family sort of thing going on. Two warring clans. A little bit of, like, a Yakuza vibe. Um, that book takes place over the course of about a year. Um, the sequel then picks up about a year later. And it spans, like, several years. So, like, there's more... There's more time gaps in it. But they're all very... Like, they're very well done. Like, it... You know, like, if you're watching something or reading something and, like, there's, like, a bait, like a, a time jump of more than, like, a week or two, it can almost feel a little jarring. Like, uh, 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 The Last of Us Season 1 between the second to last episode and last episode? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this, this book manages to not feel jarring like that, even when there are pretty big gaps, like, just from, like, the end of one chapter to the beginning of the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, it always just feels like a okay. No, that was like natural place to then jump us ahead. You know, several weeks, months, a year, however, however far it may be. Yeah. Um, I don't think it ever jumps as much as a year. I think it's always like with like a few weeks to a few months. Um, but it took so the second one, um, Jade War takes what was kind of like a very self-contained like everything basically happened in this one city on this one island nation. Um, and it was basically just. It was it was two rival clans just having a turf war. Um and there was 
there were like assassination attempts against like people on each side. A lot of people died. Um, but then like they kind of came to like it kind of just like they came to an agreement more or less. Um, and then in the second one, it opens up to more of almost like a Cold War like era thing where it's no longer just this one small city on this one island. They're now dealing with like like this weird like geopolitical war stuff that's going on. Like there are two nations that are bat that are that are literally going to war with each other, and both of these clans have kind of allied themselves with the opposing sides, but in different ways. The clan that you follow is trying to do like at least it comes across as like it's more like above like above board. Like they're having like legitimate meetings where like the like their country's government is involved. Meanwhile, the other clan is, like, basically using the other country to produce a drug that allows just, like, your everyday person to use the magic jade and not fucking kill themselves because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was just this really nice natural progression of introduce, like, the world and the characters and the way things work in the first book and then take it to a much larger scale in the second one. And throughout the second one, it kind of... It flips back and forth between the 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 members that are still in the main country, um, and then a, like an adoptive cousin who decided he didn't want to want, want to wear jade. He gets sent to like like a European equivalent of a country, um, to like go to college and like study if he doesn't want to be like like a warrior essentially. Okay, and so you get to see his perspective of. Going to a country that he knows nothing about, literally on the other side of the world. Um, if you ever like, the books have like maps in it. Like um, the the main um, the main island nation is called Kekon, and it it looks like Tokyo or it looks like Japan. And the main city is at like the same spot that Tokyo would be in Japan. Okay. Um, and then this other nation is called Espenia, and it is like roughly where like um, your like like your um, England would be. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's more or less that could also, Espenia could also be, um, like, an American equivalent, just because, like, their map isn't one for one, the U.S., like, it's not, like, the same, like, continents and everything, so it kind of depends, like, how you want to look at it and what the cultures look like. Um, I always thought of them as more European, because I was switching back and forth between the audiobook and the regular book. And in the audiobook, whenever the narrator was speaking as, like, one of those characters, they had, like, more of, like, a european accent than an American accent. But anyway, so he's on, like, the other side of the world, and you, you get to experience him, like, not understanding the culture of, like, another country, but then also kind of finding, like, a found family situation with, like, the other immigrants from his country that live in this country. It, it, he basically, like, finds, like, the Chinatown equivalent in, like, a major city there um and kind of becomes part of that community to the point where he feels almost like indebted to them but um can't help him directly so he has to rely on like asking his family that sort of exiled him um for help (laughs) um it's all it's all just really really interesting um i i actually finished this book way quicker than i thought i would it's like it's fairly long but it was just one of those like, every chapter ended in a place where it's like, well, I just want to see what fucking happens next. So I would end up reading, like, three or four chapters instead of just, like, one or two. 
It's, yeah, that's always good when a book pulls you like that, that like you just keep reading because you're just like, I need to know more, I need to know more. Yeah, and it both books did a wonderful thing where like no character is safe. Like there were a lot of deaths in both books that you wouldn't have expected from the beginning. And then there are other characters that you would expect to have died that didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, anyone can kind of die at any time. Um, in the second book, there are a few deaths that were very sudden and unexpected, but had just, it was like emotionally, it was incredibly like just powerful because like you knew who that character was and what they meant to like everybody else. And even before the the other characters found out, like you knew exactly how certain people were going to respond to something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, like w- one of the characters, I I, I don't want to use names just because it would potentially spoil stuff for the first book if you know who's alive in the second one. Um, but like some of the characters are very like aggressive and gung ho, and like when something happens to like their family or their clan, like. They're the first ones to want to go out and just fucking punch people till they're dead. So, like, you kind of expect that from certain people, while others, like, you know they're going to have to find a way to, like, break the news to them without letting them get to that level of just, I'm going to go burn the fucking world down. Yeah. Um, And there's, there's, one, there's one bit in the book where, I, again, it's, it's weird to kind of dance around it. One character challenges another character to a duel. And on on in this country that like that's just cool. Like no one cares if you duel somebody to the death. Like if that person accepts it and you fucking kill them one-on-one combat, that's on them. They accepted it. Um and it's very much a if this challenge is is made and the other person accepts it, both sides also have to accept it. So, like, there is no retaliation for that sort of thing. Um, And the one character basically just says, like, if you die, I'm just going to burn the country down. Like, like all all the rules go out the window. I'm going to murder every one of them. And you know at that moment that he will a thousand percent do it. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, really good. Like, just yeah. the whole thing. Nice. Sounds like a good book. It was. I would love it if this this series. I, I still have one more book to go, but from what I hear, it is also very good. Um, I'm just I'm taking a little break before starting that one. Um, this series would be amazing in like the the arcane style, like like an animated series like that. Yeah. Um, or like live action, like I think the the way that they do like magic with like the jade stuff, very little of it is anything flashy. Like, the flashiest thing is probably the... They can do, like, deflections, so they can, like, essentially make, like, a force wave away from them and, like, use it to, like, deflect bullets or, like, throw knives or even, like, knock people and objects over and fling them away. Um, People that are really skilled can even, like, take a knife thrown at them and, like, whip it around their body with this force and fling it back the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the flashiest thing they have. Everything else is like, you know, they're, they're faster, they're stronger. They can, they basically get like a spider sense or like a, like a force sense. Like they can, they can feel where other people are. And if they wear jade, they can get like kind of their emotion, emotional core off of them. 
So, like, totally doable with, like, an actual live-action cast on, like, like an HBO or, like, an Amazon. Like, one of those one of those companies that would just throw millions of dollars at, like, prestige television um, and do, like, eight to ten episode seasons for, you know, three or four years. Yeah. So, no Netflix, because it'll just yeah. get one season and not come back. It'll get one one season. All of the, the special effects will look meh at best. And then, yeah, it... They will renew it for a second season, and then the week before it premieres, they'll cancel it. Yeah. Um, but, like, HBO or Netflix, or, I'm sorry, HBO or Amazon, like, it might take them a while to get shows out, but they will dump a budget into it if they think it's going to do well, and they will continue to dump that budget into it if it does even remotely well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, um, I think Amazon, they renewed that uh, Wheel of Time. Was that the... Yeah. They renewed Wheel of Time for a second season after, like, the first season. Like, no one seemed to really like it, but it just got a lot of viewership. So they're like, cool, we'll renew it for two more seasons, and, like, they'll come out someday. Yeah. yeah. But it, that's, like, a big fantasy thing with a ton of magic and stuff, so I imagine that just takes them a while to, to make. Yeah, all the CG and, and, and animation whatnot for magic, yeah, that's going to take quite a while. Yeah, same thing with, like, the Lord of the Rings show that they did. Like, I'm sure that, like, if that got a second season, it's going to be a while. Yeah. But yeah, Jade War, really good book. Um, Jade Legacy is the last one. I will probably read that sometime in April. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe sooner. Who knows? Maybe That's... in April, Rich, you'll, you'll get around to World War Z or that other one. I forgot what the other maybe, one's called. Maybe. I've got, I've got so many books I want to read, so maybe... I'm just going to keep egging you on until you fucking do it. I honestly do. Like, do. Because it's just... Look, I've been fucking busy. Like, I haven't... Even as true, like, I tried... I had to cancel D&D on Friday because I hated what I prepared. And I honestly just didn't feel like I prepared enough. And it's just been like... I've just been so busy that trying to prepare that shit, I was exhausted. And couldn't figure anything out. So instead, we did, like... um. Uh, there's a browser, um, site called, was it Board Game Arcade or something Arena. like that? Arena. And oh, true. Played... weren't you actually talking about this? Yeah. On, I think you talked about it on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. We were talking yeah. about it. Because we played it on Friday, so. Mm-hmm. I, it was cool, but it was uh, just like, I've been so busy and so exhausted that, like, I felt bad that we couldn't play D&D, but... That's why. That's also why I haven't read. Like I didn't. I didn't relax on Saturday until about nine o'clock. I went. I was up in Adam all day. That's. It, like, I mean, that's a lot. The one th- I yeah. I will throw this counter argument to you when we started this fucking show might have been before we actually started recording. You literally told us that you've been just staying up till one o'clock because you're not tired and you don't have anything else to do. Read a book. Mm-hmm. It'll make you See, sleepy. That's the thing. I'm not tired, but if I were to read a book, I'll be tired and fall asleep probably while reading. And like, I don't. I just it's 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 one of it's also like the idea of like I've been up and at them all day. Like so from eight o'clock, clock into work. I'll do things. I'll work out, or I'll do I'll do work. I'll take care of Chase, I'll, I'll, like, I'll take him out for a walk, I'll do more work after lunch, I'll work out, I'll get a shower, I'll stream, and then 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm like, I'm exhausted. 
and I just want to veg out. And then I'm not really doing that because then I'm like trying to network and whatnot on Twitch with other streamers and talk with them and hang out on their streams until like 1130-ish. And then it's like, alright, well let me like watch something. And then I'm watching TV for like an hour or two. But like 50-50 barely there, 50-50 falling asleep. But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, at, after I'm done streaming, I just, I like kind of just disappear. Like, I, I, I kind of disassociate a little bit and just like, alright, I'm just gonna float and not think because my brain is mush. We'll read a book instead. But that requires thinking. It doesn't. You just look at the words and they just kind of flow into your brain. That's not how that works for me. Well, try it. Maybe it does. You no, just don't I, realize it. Maybe no. maybe you maybe you've been struggling too much to read and no, really just, just need to look at the page. I when I read I actually have to sometimes it depends on how fast I'm reading, but if I'm if I'm reading both too slow or too fast, if I'm reading, I will occasionally read the same line three or four times and will have to actually like, read the line and then physically look to the next line and scroll all the way across to read the next line for a couple of lines before I get back into a rhythm of reading again. Like, I have to actually think about reading. Reading's not easy for me. I mean, I, I definitely understand that. That's why I am trying to guilt you into just fucking reading. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You can do it. I'm trying. It'll happen eventually. You know what? Hold on. You can't do it. You're terrible, and you'll never do it. Yeah, you're, you're right. useless. You're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're right. That's why it's not going to happen. Damn it. That's going to that's gonna have the opposite effect. Man, you're just the worst. Read a book so you can get better. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> let, 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 Drew, let's go in, and we'll get Richie a self-help book. We'll get him a book on how to read. <laughs> there you go. It's a win-win. No, 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 not like literally to teach you how to read, but like there are actually books out there to like help people with strategies to read more or to read better. Mm. Like basically like kind of like what you said, like you struggle with like focusing sometimes or you over-focus. Yeah. And then you end up having to reread like a line, a page, a paragraph. Yeah. There there will be times that I'll read an entire page and as I'm going to the next page, my brain is just blank and I have to actually reread that page because I don't know what the fuck I just read. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so like I I said it as a joke, but like there are tons of resources out there that like are meant to, like, give you tools to, like, basically break that habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trust, I, I, I just, it really just needs to be practiced, honestly. (laughs) I have to practice reading. It's just, it's, it's, that's not true, though, like, like, legitimately, like, like, if you find yourself having to reread stuff, you might be reading wrong. Yeah. Like, as weird as that sounds, like, you're reading, but, like, you're doing it wrong. 
And, like, because this has been something that, like, I've always lived with, and I thought, like, maybe other people were like this, and obviously other people aren't. It might be some form of potential ADHD or dyslexia or something like that as well. Like, who knows? I've never been checked out be. for any of that stuff, and I probably should go to a therapist. Everyone should go to therapy. 100% everyone should go to therapy. Yeah. I should yeah. probably go get, like, evaluated mentally for all of my me- p- potential possible mental health issues. Yeah. Especially ADHD. And yeah, but, no, that that is true. Like, not because you like you're a problem, but like, yes, like th- those are good things to do just for your own well being. Yeah. Um, but also, Richie, I totally do that shit when reading too, which is why I don't read much. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I just read four pages. I, did I? I fucking remember nothing. Let me go back and make <laughs> sure I actually read those pages. Oh yeah, no, I did. Okay, I do remember reading this. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, I will put a book down for two years come back pick up on whatever page i was on and just fucking keep going see and like we've we've also gone over this with the gaming as well yeah like if i put a I game ha- down for more than for more than like two months depending on the game i have to i have to replay the game yeah and like again i like i'm the opposite like i will put a game down for years and then come back to it and just unless it is so complex of a like system to play the game that i can't figure it out again I'll just pick it up, I'll I'll look at the controls, and I'll just keep going from where I left off. Yeah. But, like, I because you do um, subtitled anime, I don't think it's dys- dyslexia. I know a couple people that are dyslexic, and they try not to do subtitles because it's hard for them to follow those. Mm-hmm. ADHD, or like, like just some sort of ADD-related thing... 100% could be true because your mind's going a fucking mile a minute. Yeah. And you're and not able to slow it down to focus on the thing in front of you. And that's that's part of why I do like subtitled animes because I have to focus. I have to. Like, I can read and watch a show at the same time because, like, it's like it's there. I, I can't just listen to it. I have to watch it because I need to read what's going on. And, like, I can process all of that at once because my brain because my brain and head are going a mile a minute all the time. You know what you could try doing, too? Um, this will be the last last recommendation I make for you. Um, sign up for a library card. Um, you can do it online. They have apps that you can, like, use your library card to, like, borrow content. Um, a lot of libraries offer, like ebooks and audiobooks so you could for free borrow an audiobook and listen to that while reading like the same thing I... or just listen to it and like read in in between like that's what i mostly do yeah like i i will like occasionally like throw like the audio version on like while if i'm like driving or something like that and then when like i get close to a chapter ending i'll stop it and then, this way, when I go to actually read the, the 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 Kindle book that I have, I just pick up from that chapter. Mm-hmm. But that might help you, like like you said, because you like having anime gives you two things to focus on: the the anime itself and the subtitles changing. If you're listening to it being narrated while you're reading, and you can adjust the speed based on how quickly or slowly you're reading. Yeah, sure. I might I might have to figure something out for that or check that out. Check it's that. free. Like you live in 
you live in New Jersey, you live in Camden County, you can get the the Camden County Library. I think it's actually the South Jersey Library thing. Mm-hmm. And then the app, the there's two apps, Hoopla and Libby. Um, you just you literally go into them, you type in your library card number and like the pin you create with it, and you get access to whatever digital content they have available. Mm-hmm. So, but that out of the way. Rich, what did you think of Resident Evil 4? It's the remake, definitely the Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like, I, th- that is, that is uh, one thing I've been a little criticizing of uh, watching some some of like the, the, the trailers and whatnot. A lot of it looks like scene for scene Resident Evil 4. And like, I'm not saying it looks graphically bad. It's like it's up-resed, updated, and whatnot, and blah, blah, blah. But it is... To me, it's kind of turning into a slight letdown because there's, I I literally just played Resident Evil Four and I'm seeing all of these scenes and like I recognize that I recognize that I recognize that. Whereas like the remakes for Resident Evil Two and Three, I've never played the original Nemesis, so like I have no reference for that. But for Resident Evil Two, which I played a bunch when I was a kid, like although it is built out similar, it has that new gameplay style whereas to me resident evil 4 i've i've been on the record saying i don't think needs a remake i think it's perfectly fine the way it is like it's not it's playable everywhere because it's released on every fucking console since it's been out it does not need a remake but you know what my my argument to that um I said the same thing about The Last of Us when they did, like, The Last of Us PS5 remake. And I saw a bunch of people point out that these remakes aren't just, like, fidelity remakes. Um, they also add, like, a bunch of um, accessibility stuff to it. Whether it's, like, legitimate accessibility or just things that, like, modern games have that make the games more accessible. That Resident Evil 4 on any platform doesn't have. Because everywhere it's ever been released, it is just released as like a port of the original. Like they might have like upresed the the graphics a little bit, but there's nothing nothing new about it. Mhm. But I'll be a 100% honest. They're not making these games for accessibility issues. They're not making these games so somebody who has who can't play games normally can play the game. They're making these games to make fucking money. Oh, 100%, but that's everybody. I know, like, but like it's just it's yes, you can you can say, oh well, the good thing about these is that it's adding the accessibility options. And sure, yeah, you're right, it's adding accessibility options. But they do make peripherals for people who have who can't fully play games to no, be th- able to play games. And this things is like that. this is not like a physical handicap. I'm talking about just like in game like color blindness. Like there's a good chance that the new version will have colorblind settings. So that people can actually fucking see certain things in the game. Like, herbs. Like, the red and green herbs. If you're colorblind, you have no fucking clue what color those herbs are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say, as far as playability goes, I tried playing, like, base RE4, what was, like, five, six months ago. Could not do it. I played through this demo, no issues at all. So, like, while the gameplay, like, it is playable at a base sense... It is not playable to a modern sense. But but you've also 
gone on record saying that you don't you didn't like the original Resident Evils. You're not a Resident Evil fan. Oh yeah, I fu- no, I fucking hate so, tank controls. Like, I, and I like that's I I feel like similar to me saying oh whatever the fuck I just said I gone I've been on record for saying uh that this <laughs> game doesn't that this game doesn't need a remake. Um like you you don't like these games. So the and you don't like how it controls in general. So it's unplayable to you, but this one is playable. It's unplayable to you because you don't like the controls, the control style. Like it's kind of in in my opinion, it's kind of a moot point there. But somebody who has never played a game with tank controls is not going to be able to pick up a Resident Evil game and be able to play it. I'm. I would disagree. Anybody who's never played a game before can pick up a game and play a game. No, if the, if they have spent their entire life playing mod, like if, like a younger person, my, if my, they have my only dad, played, my dad spent his entire life playing fucking Mario, and he's played um fucking uh uh uh, uh Uncharted. He's played all the Uncharted's. Like you learn how to play a game. If you're that interested in the game, you'll learn how to play it. But you're going forward. Going forward is different than going backwards. Like, when you get that muscle memory for how a modern game plays, it is hard to force yourself to play in a style that is 15 to 20 years old. Like, it's a challenge. I have no muscle memory for those games. I can't fucking do it. I, I mean... I don't know. I, 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 I would disagree on that i would say dude that's totally fine i would disagree not that that you can't do it that you don't want to put the time to do it it's not worth putting the time into it if i have to sit there and like unlearn at a game (laughs) you're not unlearning a habit you're learning how this game controls but you are kind of unlearning habits at the same time because of the way modern games play when you play any game with a vehicle in it you have to learn how that vehicle controls. In every fucking game you play, you have to learn how the vehicle controls. No vehicle is the same between two different games. I'm not saying, like, GT- Gran Turismo 1 and Gran Turismo 2. I'm saying, like, Halo, Warthog, and pick another war game with a fucking vehicle in it. They're like, probably way closer than you think. But you still have to figure out how it controls. You still have to figure out how it feels. You still have to learn that. But, like, I, every the, t- the basic and, controls and, are still the same. Movement but, in a car is kind of always the same. I mean, I maybe maybe I'm different, because every time I turn on a game, I have to reintroduce myself on how to play it. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I have li- that, I have that like, li- muscle memory for stuff. Like, like, literally every time I turn on a game, I have to remember, all right, what does this button do? What does that button do? How does this work? How does that work? Man. Even, even a game <laughs> that I'm consistently playing, like Tales of Arise, I have to... On Thursday, since I just played it on Tuesday, on Thursday, I am going to have to just re-remember how to control the game, how to play the game. That's because fucking insane to me. I I <laughs> play so many different fucking games with so it's many different con- so, like... control styles. Every time I go into playing Apex, I forget how to play for a second. I have to relearn how to play. I haven't played Counter-Strike in like three years but you have would... thirty-seven thousand hours in it. That's that, that doesn't. 
equate. But, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that like. Oh, I have to sit there and W S A and D is move up, down, left, and right, and moving my mouse is moving my mouse and looking around. But it's reorienting like, myself with how the game feels and controls. Every game I play, every time I play, I do have to give okay, myself that reorientation. So, so you're not you're not relearning the controls. Like you know what button jumps, what button reloads. It's more of a you don't remember like how the gun feels, how the how the turning feels, like like how the the strafing feels, like that sort of thing. Mostly, like yeah, I like using Apex I'm, as an example. Using Apex, every time I go into Apex, yes, I know left click is shoot, right click is ADS, and my my buttons on my mouse do what they do, and and I know all the buttons, but I still have to remember how to play, and I still have to think about how to play and where to put my hands and where to put things, and I'm like, I, it's not like it's not just immediate muscle memory because, I, literally, I played Apex yesterday for the first time in like three weeks. I had to re I had to like reorient myself on how to play and how things work and how to control things and how to do things. And it's I I used to play a different game every day. And so every day was a new control scheme that I had to re-remember what it was. It takes me at least a half hour to relearn how to play uh Sea of Thieves every time I play that. Even though I only play it like once a month, I have to relearn how to play that every time I jump in. Like, there are, there, even Sons of the Forest, I could probably jump onto Sons of the Forest, it'd still take me about 5-10 minutes to remember the button schemes and where to move, how to, how to do different things. Like, I have to reorient myself with every game I play every time I turn it on. So it's not, for me, jumping back in time playing an older game that I haven't played it before, I have to orient myself with the controls already. So, 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 you know what, for you, that actually makes a, a, that makes a ton more sense. I don't do that at all. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of like what we were saying before, where you know, if if you don't play a game for a while, a lot of times for you, it is just easier to just start over rather than try and reacclimate yourself to wherever you left off. Whereas for me, like, I can, I have jumped into games after not touching them for two or three years. I've done it with with um Horizon Zero Dawn like four times. Like, I got that game when it launched. And I've never restarted it. Whenever I feel like playing it, I just kind of jump into it and start playing. And, like, there are a few things where, like, I forget that you can do them. And eventually I'm like, there's a way to do this thing. And I just look at the fucking, the, the instructions in the game to see what, like, the, the buttons are again um, for that particular thing. But your general mechanics, like, and that's that's kind of the, the thing I, w- I was trying to make a point of before. Since, I guess, like, Uncharted 2. It's kind of where a lot of like the third person stuff, um, at least like the third person exploration games, like your your Uncharted's, your Tomb Raiders, your Horizons, like all those like stupid fucking games, um, they all basically have the same controls at this point. They might you know they might swap something here and there, like make, like you know different things on the bumpers, different things on the face buttons, but for the most part, you know, left trigger, aim down sights, right trigger fires. Right trigger without left trigger, you're just firing at the hip. It's less accurate. Um, run off of a ledge, you're going to jump and try and grab whatever's white in front of you. If you don't see white, you probably shouldn't jump off that ledge. Um, and then a lot of games just have like the uh, like the quick, not, not the quick time events. Um, like I'm j- just to use Uncharted as an example. You know, like when in I think it was four when you have the grappling hook, 
and uh-huh. you'll look up and like a piece of wood will have the white wrapped around it and then it'll get like the triangle icon because you're meant to just hit triangle and you'll throw the the grappling hook up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll have those things. I I don't know what that's yeah. actually called. On-screen prompts, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um whereas like there's an era from like PS like so like 95 to like 2008 9 where third like just games in general like like third person three dimensional games were just all over the fucking place on playability um cuz you had like original PlayStation stuff like like your original Resident Evils that existed pre dual dual stick or dual shock sorry so like those games had to be playable on a base PlayStation PlayStation controller so they they had to do tank controls. That was the only way to move in that space. Um or like N64 where like it had a, a an analog stick so you were more free to move, but you didn't really have great camera control like in Mario 64. Like you had the C buttons that would like turn it to a to an extent, but it had like a hard stop. You couldn't unless you put it into that one mode that just made it free, you couldn't spin it around Mario. And as soon as you you turned that off, it went back to being like a semi lock position behind you, ish. Um, and so like for me, going back to games in that era, because I just have muscle memory for how games feel in the last fifteen years, I can't do it. Like it takes me longer than I think is worthwhile for the particular game. So like for me, I'm. To be fair, I am not buying the Resident Evil 4 remake anytime soon. Maybe if it goes on a good sale, I'll get it. But, like, I'm not going to play the original one 100%. Like, I tried it. it. It's not worth the effort when I have other stuff to play. This one, no effort to play it other than the effort while playing it because I'm bad at it. And we can talk about that more in a minute. Like, I'm really fucking bad at it. Well, and, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing about the Resident Evil 4 remake is people have I've I've again have said on this podcast it's not the best game. It's not the best Resident Evil game. Uh I I can pull up my ranking, my power ranking for it and I think I put Resident Evil um Resident Evil 6 at a higher positioning because that was a more enjoyable game. Uh where is my ranking? But we just we, we just went over you're broken, so we can't trust this. Uh, Resident Evil 6 is more enjoyable. Uh, had a better story. Um, where is it at? Where is it? But the president's daughter has been kidnapped. Um, so Resident, I put Resident Evil 4 literally, uh, in, uh, what is there, nine games in like seven, seventh place. It's like third to last. You played nothing but remakes up until the point where there weren't remakes either, right? Well, I, uh, Resident Evil 1 was. I mean, it was, it's a thirty-year, it's a twenty-year-old remake, but it's a twenty-year-old remake. Two and three were the remakes of the original. Oh, uh, were the remake versions and not the original versions. And then four through seven were the original versions because, well, four was whatever ported version that the PC yeah. has. Um, and five was that wonderful experience with games for Windows. That doesn't fucking need it anymore. <laughs> yes, as you found out, it does. They no, they no, literally they updated it. it. Oh, they did they really? Literally yeah, updated like Resident Evil Five like two weeks ago to not need that anymore. That's so good. Um, but yeah, no. At, uh, I at put, least I, that I, was I put, six months later. 
Resident not Evil 5, November. Resident Evil 5 was the absolute worst. Resident Evil 0 was second worst. And Resident Evil 4 was, was like, honestly, Resident Evil 4 and 6 were, 6 was more enjoyable, but 4 was just, I don't know. It, there was, I had problems with 4 with the fact that it wasn't spooky, that it wasn't, like, there was no little tense. It wasn't very tense. It wasn't spooky. It wasn't scary. You had to deal with fucking Ashley the entire time. Most of the game felt like an arena shooter, and, like, the story wasn't really there. And people are going to find out that they have, they hold Resident Evil 4 in such a high regard. They're gonna play this game, and it's gonna be the same. And you know what? People may still, like, the people that have played the demo that I've, like, heard talk about it still think it's really good. So, like, I- it... I mean, but to be fair, like, very few of those people played all eight Resident, or nine, because you played zero also, all nine Resident Evils back-to-back over the course of 30 days. Yeah. Like, sure, they may have played the more recent ones, and they probably even played the the remakes, but they're not going to have had played those leading into four remake, nor have they probably played two remake, or I'm sorry, um, four base in, like, any sort of recent time. And don't get me wrong, what I'm saying about this game, how I don't think it needs a remake, that it very much feels like Resident Evil 4, I'm not saying it's bad. It sounds like I'm it. not. I'm not saying that this version is bad. I just don't think it's necessary, and I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to enhance the Resident Evil 4 experience. Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes enhance the experience tenfold. This isn't going to do much, because people hold 4 in such high regard. Uh, we had this argument with Eric. It's such a good game because it created the third-person camera and blah, 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 and this, or whatever. It's all there now. So, what are you going to... What is going to be groundbreaking about this game that people hold to such a high regard, and they're going to sit here and play it and realize that all of the stuff that they claim they hated about this game or don't remember, freaking QTEs aren't going to be in it, and the game's not going to be as good. But what if it's better? I I, I hope it is. You don't I sound like you do. Is. I think you no, want no. it to fail. No, I 100% hope it's better. I 100% hope it is better than Resident Evil 4. I hope it, or at least as good as Resident Evil 4. I just have zero faith in it. So you want it to be I as also, good as a game you think is bad? I want it to be as good... I never said 4 was bad. It's just is the third worst of the Resident Evil games. The last two are very fucking bad. This one is where it's barely starts to better be good. than them. <laughs> no. Th- see, that's the thing. We're talking about a ranking of 8 games in a, or 9 games in a series uh, uh and comparing how can the third to last one in the ranking still be good? It's well, it's because it's compared to these nine, All right, not so, compared to itself. So it, let's it, let's look at, look at it this way: if you had to rank this game based on the Fast and Furious franchise, considering they both currently have nine entries, nine entries that you have played, we're not counting like Code Veronica and stuff like that. Where what would be the equivalent Fast and Furious movie to Resident Evil Four? I don't know, man. I don't know. Are they in Spain in any of them? Um, probably. I think <laughs> six. Whichever one they're in Spain in, maybe I guess I don't know. 
Like, that's I, you can't compare those two. They're two great series. That's why you compare them. They they sh- they they kind of correlate one for one. Like Leon is basically Paul Walker. Claire is Vin Diesel. Chris is no Chris is <laughs> Vin Diesel. Fucking no, you I saw, saw I... Chris in Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil Seven and Eight. That's fair. So then, so in in that case, then Claire would be um, Jordana Brewster, and Jill would be um, uh, Gina Rodriguez. Yes. See, they're they're exactly the same. Um, but I don't know. Man. I'm just I it the gameplay. It's it they added a crouch feature. Which, alright, cool, we can get a stealth, which you're able to get stealth kills, which is pretty cool. That wasn't in Resident Evil 4, that wasn't in any of the other remakes, but... I Honestly, I thought the controls were clunkier in this than they were in 2 and 3 remake. Um, And I just... I, I don't think it's going to be as good as people want it to be. I don't. Which, like, that's valid. Like, what did you think of the demo, though? I thought, like, I thought the demo was fine. Um, it, it, it played just like Resident Evil 2 and 3. Um, it, like, it was, is very dark. It was very atmospheric. Um, it was, it was difficult. Some of the, some of the, uh, um, uh, enemies really, like, did hurt when they hit you. But, like, the game has, I, the, part of the, part of the demo was not in the original game. Once you leave the first house, which the first house is even bigger than it was in, 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 in Resident Evil 4. Once you leave the first house, you go right into the, uh, the, the village. Whereas in this one, there's, like, that little pathway that you go where you encounter the enemies by the truck, like, and, and a couple of other enemies. That wasn't in the original game, but I could tell where all the enemies were because I could hear them because it's they're not quiet, and that's what like kind of breaks the atmosphere, and and the scariness is like the zombies would be quiet until you find them, whereas these guys you can hear them mumbling and talking from like a mile fucking way, and you could find them easily, and so like that was, that was. I was like, alright, I mean, I th- this guy was supposed to be here to kind of scare you or startle you, but I knew he was there the second I got to this area. And then when you get into the village itself, it was the village. Like, th- from someone who just played the game back in October, I knew where to go to get the shotgun to help fend off fighting all these enemies. I knew that I could kick the ladders down and everything else. Like, it was Resident Evil 4. And it like it doesn't feel like they're doing anything special with it. Yeah, which I had I have not played Resident Evil 4 in recent time. So I thought it I thought it was good. Um I was very bad at it. I died a lot. Mhm. Um I do not I did not remember how the fucking village fight was supposed to go even a little bit. Um actually didn't realize there was a fucking shotgun in the village at all. Yeah. Um until There's... like like I watched a video afterwards to see like how it should have been played. Um and yeah. like they grabbed the shotgun I'm like Oh yeah, there's there's a door that if you go through, they'll close he'll close the door behind him and has a little quick cutscene, and you have enough time to collect all the items in the first floor. Go upstairs, get the shotgun, 
and then uh, fight the enemies. But the thing, the thing about the village scene is you don't even have to kill anything in that scene. You just have to run around for about yeah, five I, minutes. I and see, I didn't remember that either. So like the first time I was doing it, I tried to just sneak around them, mm-hmm. and I eventually got caught and like um, ended up on like a like 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 the path to the um, the exit essentially. Yeah. Um, and I was just there, and I was just trying to slowly like like shoot people and like grab ammo and reload and there was just that never-ending flood of them slowly coming at me and then the chainsaw guy showed up from behind and i was just stuck there i managed to like get away a little bit um and then like i I restarted it and i didn't do that that time but i still thought that like sneaking was the way to go and really it's not like you kind of have to get caught so that like the game triggers so that it will move on and that's, that's again, that was my other problem with the game. It feels like it's an arena shooter. None of it is, like, when you play through Resident Evil 1 through 3, you don't have to kill everything. You don't have to stop every enemy. And they, especially in the remakes, but in all of them, they promote, like, you know, avoid some of these zombies. In Resident Evil 1, they, they incorporate the, um, the Scarlet Zombies, where if you kill them and don't burn them, they can come back alive and be stronger and harder. So, like, that is a level of fear and strategy. Whereas in this game, my, my biggest problem with Resident Evil 4 is you go, you kill everything, and then you go to the next room, and you kill everything. And it, it, there's no, like, fear in it. It's I just mean, it That was tense. 5 and 6, too, wasn't it? Um, I never played six, but I feel like that's what five was for the most part. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it like really four, five, and six are games that are like they're not what you want from a Resident Evil, but then like seven and eight kind of brought it back to that. Yeah, exactly. It's a hundred percent like that. That's why people didn't like five and six is because, or at least especially six. But it's why people didn't really like five and six because it it had that like action feel more so than the survival horror and it's like it's, uh, out of them all yes five and six were the worst of the survival horror aspect six was the most enjoyable out of four five and six so what sure. i'm hearing is four is tokyo drift it's the one that is the least like the others but actually the best uh i mean not i mean i don't <laughs> know man i don't know I, I I would I would agree. Yes, it's like Tokyo Drift, but not the aspect of it being the best. But it Tokyo is, Drift is definitively the best of the Fast and Furious. But but also it's not the least like the others because it influenced the others in being that feel of arena sh- arena fighter type thing. And Tokyo Drift influenced the 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 following games by just being better. And Tokyo Drift influenced them by having more drifting, right? That's what it did. Actually, there really wasn't any more drifting no. after Tokyo Drift. <laughs> they never did drift. Um, oh no, 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 that's a lie. I'm sorry, that's a lie. They drifted a whole bunch in Resident or Resident Evil, um, Fast Five, because um, that was the one where they had to steal the bank vault from right, the bank. Yeah, yeah, and they spent a whole lot of time trying to get good at drifting around the cameras so that they could do it without being caught, and none of them could do it. But they eventually found a way, and then Vin Diesel and Paul Walker murdered the entire city of Brazil while dragging a yeah. several-ton safe through it. That fucking movie. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's... The game... I hope it does good. I do. I really hope it does good. But I just... You, 
I hear your words, but the tone, I feel like you're saying this game's going to fail and I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I legitimately, like, you're right though. Like, I legitimately want it to do good. I don't want it to fail. But it's, I, I feel like it's going to. I feel like people are going to turn around and play this game and it's going to be more of Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes with the arena style and the increased health of zombies and potential lack of equipment. Who knows? If they kept the same, like, sort of item style that they did in Resident Evil 4, then you never have to worry about running out of ammo ever in this game. Because that was... That was the, in my opinion, the worst, another worst, I keep saying the worst part for Resident Evil 4, but another issue at Resident Evil 4 is the way they built, uh, like, the loot system, since there's, it's not like, since the loot isn't limited, and, like, you can't just, it's, or, in Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, the pistol ammo is always at that spot, or the whatever ammo is always there. In 4, since they added, like, breaking the boxes and things like that, and, and, like, this whole, like, loot system where enemies will drop stuff. The game will always make sure you have just enough ammo. So you cannot have too much ammo, but you will never run out of ammo. Or if you Which do, was super you... helpful to me when I fucked up real bad. Yeah, or, like, or you will run out of ammo. But the next time you kill an enemy, you will get that ammo that you need. So, like, that, to me, it takes away some of the tenseness of, like, I have to manage my ammo. Turning it into an arena shooter makes it worse, because it's like, oh, I'm not a survival horror anymore. I have to kill everything. I'm not really having to worry about managing my ammo, because the enemies are dropping the loot to give me the weapons and items I probably need anyway. So, let's just kill everything with headshots and do our best. But you know what? Shooting them in the head? Doesn't kill them. Uh, not. I mean, it kills them faster. You just have to do multiple shots to the head. Yeah, I mean that. That's true. Until but they, their heads they fucking, explode, they fucking then, wiggle too much, and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, like, like I said, the controls to me felt clunkier in this one. They're definitely like that. That the game definitely does not have like an aim assist, which is nice because so many games like put that on on console. Um, so many games put the aim assist on that, like, you don't really have to be good at aiming. But I also, I, I agree, like, I felt like, like, the aiming was just a little too jittery. Especially for how the, the, the enemies move. I, th- I, I thought it was too stiff. I, I, but, like, I, I didn't really mess with settings or anything like that. Neither the did base I. settings, the base settings, how they were, I thought they were too stiff. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't get the precision aiming in on i was using controller i wasn't using mouse and keys it's stiff is actually a better word that like i was thinking jittery as in like you move left and it kind of jumps too far left like you couldn't get like basically precision like you'd be able to do with a mouse that oftentimes with like good sensitivity like you can get with a controller stick yeah uh, but oh. yeah that's i mean that's my thoughts on the four, re, re4 remake <laughs> like, i thought it was fun yeah i mean it's again it's building RE4 off of the Resident Evil engine, or the new engine. What is the engine called? Isn't it called Biohazard or something like that? I, I, it's called... It's, I don't know. But it's running this game off of, I believe, the engine that um, the last four came out off of. I'm not 100% sure. But like it is it is being built off of similar... Oh, it's literally Resident called Evil. RE Engine. 
Yeah, that's, I thought it was, but I was second-guessing myself. I think it's being built off of the RE engine. They're using the basis of Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. It's Those are fun games. This is going to be fun to play, but it's going to get repetitive and boring because it's going to be the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, I mean... I mean, in, my, in fairness, that is my opinion of all Resident Evil games. But, I mean, there's the the difference in, like, between one, Resident Evil 1 and 2, and I wish I had a good reference for Resident Evil 3 besides just the remake. I wish I'd played the original Nemesis. But, like, Resident Evil 1 and 2, the, it was the backtracking and this puzzle solving and, and, and collecting these items to get this, to, to, to figure out how to get these puzzles to get extra items. It wasn't always just to advance a story. It was getting additional items, additional ammo, additional whatnot. Like there was always like the, the backtracking is, uh, and, and trying to solve the things is what brings, in my opinion, Resident Evil one and Resident Evil two to the limelight of like good games is because like, there's always a secret behind the wall. Like, there's always a secret that you have to go back to or try to figure out. And Resident Evil 1, for sure, especially when they added the remake and the Crimson Furies, that was even harder, because it's like, alright, well, I can't kill this zombie, or if I do, I have to burn him, but I'm out of fuel, so now, like, it's the strategy aspect of the survival horror of what's worth killing and what's not, what rooms can I go into, and, and like, the backtracking of, is it worth going and checking to see what item I'm going to get from this? Like, that that was always what brought Resident Evil 1 and 2 up. Resident Evil 4, there's no fucking puzzles. There's zero puzzles. I, the puzzles I, are the friends you made along the way. <laughs> no, because Ashley sucks. Like, she sucks. She is the president's daughter, sir. She, she sucks. But, like... Maybe she'll be can, better. You, in, in, I've, the, the fucking worst thing, like, there, there's a castle in Resident Evil 4 that you go through, and you go straight through, you go to straight line up, and then it circles you around, and then keeps going up to find a key, to find, like, three emblems, or three pieces of an emblem, and as long as you keep moving forward, you find these three emblems, to get, to return back to a spot, and place these emblems to open a door. Once you find all three emblems, there's a magical roller coaster on this fucking castle that brings you to to the front of the roller coaster, uh, the front of the castle. Hey, let's look like, at it this way. Let let's just let's just be happy with what we got for a second. At least this game had evil in it. That was you know it it was resident, I guess. Like they were residents of that village. <laughs> um. Nothing about puzzles is in the title. We had three Tomb Raider games with no tombs to raid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I never played the third of the Tomb Raider games. The, um, the best of the three? I, I hated the first two. I thought... Uh, you I, did. You, you well, did hate them. I hated the second one. I thought the first one was fine. I didn't think it was... like it, Again, I... It, I thought it was... I didn't, I didn't think it was as good as people were saying it was. I played it. I was like, alright, well, this is just... Alright, it is what it is. It's not that great. It, I liked like, the first one. This I like, enjoyed the second one, the third one not so much. I, I hated the second one. That was the first game that I like stopped playing straight up because I was like, this is bad. This is not fun. And then I, I jumped into it 
try like I'm, a year later i'm like fuck i'm not even gonna try going through it again i'm just gonna read about what i missed or what i've forgotten and just beat it because i had like an hour left and i beat it and i was like this wasn't worth it <laughs> it really wasn't yeah that doesn't sound like a good time um but anything else you want to say before we move on no no let's move on we spent enough time on resident evil all right so uh time for book club uh we watched la la land Yes, we did. Yeah. Totally, definitely didn't watch it while working today. I mean, I definitely I was going to say, pretty sure Richie did, today. too. I 100% <laughs> watched it while working today. I watched it on Sunday. I I meant to watch it. I wanted to watch it on Saturday, but uh, I like I said, I was just too busy. And by the time I was done with everything, I was like, all right, I got to. I, I gotta not watch something that I have to pay attention to, and then Daylight Savings Time has really fucked me up the rest of the week. Always complain about the Daylight Savings Time, but it's saving I, you time, motherfucker. No, it's not. It, I lost an hour. Like, it you're didn't gonna save get, me any. You're gonna get it back in October. No, because they're probably gonna cancel it by then. That's fine. You, then you won't know what you don't have. Exactly. I don't, I don't, we don't need it. I don't need this Daylight Savings bullshit. Well, that's why um, they're canceling it. But, I, Absolutely enjoyed this movie. I thought it was super fun. I really liked the music. And it felt to me that the music was a character in and of itself. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I fall firmly in the, it's fine. And, like, Drew has watched a lot of musicals. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of have. And, like, I definitely don't think it was bad. Um... I, I actually, I kind of appreciate that, like, spoilers for La La Land, um, that it, it doesn't end on, like, this, like, it doesn't have a traditional happy ending. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't end up together at the end. Like, it has a happy ending because both of them seem to have gotten what they wanted out of life and they both seem to be happy with their lives. But, but there I mean, was also that bittersweet moment at the end where, like, where they see each other and it shows us the, like, what could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that, that, like, our, she, she, she did smile as she was leaving the club at the end. And he did like, a little bit, too. And he did, too. But, like, are, is she really, hap- like, like, it, it was, did, was seeing him again something that's gonna spark in her that, like, oh, I did, I, I told this guy I was always gonna love him, and I always do love him, and does she, now that she knows that he has his own club, and he's actually successful, like, and not saying that she was only being with him to make him successful or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Did It did have that happy ending, and it was a good show to show that even though it was a romance movie, the romance wasn't necessarily the main focal point, and it was, like, maybe the romance was them and their careers as well, and less about themselves, them as a couple, but, like, at the very end, she was startled, and she was like, oh my god, it's him. Does she want him back? Does she want to go get him back? That's the question. Like, see, I didn't get, I didn't get that feeling from it at all. Like, there was definitely a little bit of like wistful thinking, but Mm -hmm. like you could tell, like, like at the end when they both smiled, like they are both content with their lives and where they're at. Um, and like they don't need to relive like what wasn't really even that long of a relationship. No, it wasn't. It was. 
what, only like a couple of, like six months tops probably? I mean, it, it, like it was over the course of a full year. So like, like, like their, like the, the, the build up and then collapse of it was over the course of a full year. Mm-hmm. So they really only knew each other for about a year. <laughs> the, the, the guy she ended up with at the end, was that the same guy she was dating when she met Sebastian and started dating him? I don't think so. I swear they look the same. Maybe, I, maybe it was. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm with Richie that I was like, is that the same guy? Because that just would have been, that would have been ridiculous if, like, they ended it with her, like, running away with Sebastian at the end. And, like, oh, he left, she left Greg twice for fucking Sebastian. Um, I mean, I mean, it is Ryan Gosling. I, it is Ryan Gosling. You're right. And uh, I will say, like, if nothing else, and, like, I thought this about the other movie we were talking about last week um, with, with the two of them. Like, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, they work very well together. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. Um, they're both they're both great actors and actresses. They, they're, they're, they're really good at their craft. And um, I, I, I just, I had a lot of fun. I thought the music was super good. Like, the, not necessarily, like, the, the actual musical numbers, but just the music in general. They like the mix between like jazz and like more contemporary music and whatnot as well. Like the jazz was super funky and super cool. See, I don't like jazz, so I didn't, I didn't dislike any of it. It was very good music, but like I, I genuinely don't like jazz. So like for Mm -hmm. me, a lot of that just did not hit at all. Mm -hmm. But John Legend was in it. John Legend was in it. I I I did not know he was in it, so I was like, "Oh wow, is that is that John Legend?" I'd look him look it up real quick. Um, that was that was an interesting like little take on his story, where like he he wanted to be in a jazz band and turned out to be like a modern jazz band with all the electric synths and shit like that. And I was like, "Oh wow, he's not actually." I I was in the same boat as 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 Mia, where I'm like. He's not actually doing what he wants to do and playing the music he wants to play. Yeah, he's do- he's doing the thing that he thinks he needs to do. He's doing the thing that he wants to- that he thinks she wants him to do. And yeah. that was that is the biggest like flaw in the story for me is he hears her on the phone with her mom and he thinks that this was a oh, this is she wants me to get a steady job and to be able to pay for things and be successful. Um, because of, because of how she's talking to her mom, but instead of like talking to her about it, he just makes this choice of like, oh, this is what she wants, so I'm gonna do it. You, you've only been together for like four months. Like, what the what? You, she, no one's gonna run your life after four months. You do what you want to do until like, maybe you're fucking married, and then you make that decision together. Like, I don't know. That was just, that was weird. I was like, why, 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 why did he, why is he making it seem like he made these choices for her? When, like, maybe he did, but I feel like he mostly just made it for himself. I think it was a little bit of both, but it was easier to say that it was for her. Yeah. Because he didn't really, like, he he needed to do it because, like, that was the only way he was going to get anywhere. But he yeah. didn't want to do it. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think why he blames her is like he was like oh well this is what you wanted and she's like no i never said that i just asked why you weren't doing it and it's like she's right like she never said 
work with him. She just asked why you weren't working with him. And, like, he took that as, like, this is what I have to do. And so it was just, to me, it was, like, a little bit of a, not a little, I feel like Sebastian had a decent amount of character flaws. Uh, more than me, they both in my did. opinion. I, yes, they, they both had some flaws. I feel like Sebastian was a more, more a more flawed character than me was. Um, I mean, he definitely had, like, a certain attitude about things. Which yeah. you, you saw right at the beginning when he was, um, when he was playing the the Christmas songs, and like he was told explicitly to just play yeah. the Christmas songs, and then he got bored, so he just did what he wanted, and then felt like the act like acted like the victim when he got fired for it. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's not how jobs work, dude. Yeah, you you do what you're told to do, not what you want to do, and you get it done. And unfortunately, that's that's how it goes. And like he 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 knew he knows he's better than what he was, but he wasn't getting anything for it. He wasn't going anywhere with it. And like even even how it started, like they uh, with his sister, she was like, "Yeah, we all knew this dude was shady. For some reason, you didn't, because he got ripped off." And it's like, well, this dude's dealing with shady people, so obviously he's like not fully on the uppity up. Right. Exactly. I True. wish they... Sorry, I have one more. I wish they went into why him and John Legend's character were beefing before they joined up. I don't know if it was just because of the music, the way he his band plays, or what, Maybe. but... I, like, I wish they had explained that a little bit. I mean, it yeah. was probably because Sebastian was just a dick about jazz being one very specific thing. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's a hundred percent is what it is, and like they did touch on it because like uh, John Legend said to Sebastian, like you want you're you're saying jazz is dying, you're the one that's killing it because you're not advancing it, you're not mm-hmm. bringing it into modern culture, and so like maybe that's really what it was is he he knew what the music that John Legend's character was going was trying for, and he doesn't like it because he's a, a jazz purist, I guess. Yeah, which, like, tracks with that character. I mean, mm. look at the type of shoes he wore through the whole thing. They were very, like, 1950, 1940s, 50s, yeah. like, jazz club shoes with, like, the black with the white top sort yeah. of thing. He was, he was 100% an old-school, old-school-style person. Like, you look at his car, you look at the way he dresses and everything else. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to realize, like... Uh, audiences change, and you need to grow with the times. Yeah, exactly. Like, there is a place for that stuff, but it's not all the time. Yeah. No, Drew, as the one of us who has actually probably seen more musicals than regular movies. (laughs) I mean, that's not accurate, but also (laughs) maybe... I, I guess it depends how loosely you want to define a musical. Because if you... When you asked if I was going to pick had a pick for this week and i googled musicals boy a lot of shit on that list was like that's not a fucking musical i'll be i'll be honest when we were having this conversation i never considered the disney cartoon movies to be musicals they are more musicals than a lot of movies on the list that me and drew were looking at yeah i'm i'm 100 percent sure but i just in like throughout my life i was just i never saw like cinderella or 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 um um fucking 
Little Mermaid and was like, oh, this is a mu- I never thought of it as a musical. So- the funny thing is, not like when you go back to like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, like they had songs, but like the musical part of it was not as ingrained. But fucking Little Mermaid, that movie tells a third of its story through fucking song. Yeah. I mean, um, essentially, the, the main plot point is that Ariel can sing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like you figure, like, part of this world, kiss the girl, um, that one Ursula song, um, Pretty Little Thing? No, that's that's not right. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you. I, uh, I, it's something like that. I know what I know what you're talking about. Yeah, fuck. Oh well, it, it's not the big, but the, like you get the point. And like the whole movie, like like the Poor the part songs. of your world, like humming, is like the thing in the background. Like that is that is peak musical, and like. It's from, like, that era of Disney through basically now when Disney does their own actual movies and not Pixar. Like, they're very much in line with musicals. Even, like, the ones that you wouldn't expect to be, like, Tarzan and um, um, Mulan. Like, still, like, leaning into the musical bit of it. But... Um, I was going to ask you a question and totally forgot about it. Uh, uh, something about me having watched more musicals than normal movies. Oh, right, right. right. The leading expert in musicals. So, like, like, how would you rate this as far as, like, musicals go? Because I feel like there weren't really that many, like, musical numbers in it. Like, there was really only a few. Yeah. I'd say this skews more towards standard movie that happens to have songs in it than like a musical on that scale like it's almost more like an early disney movie versus like a aladdin let's say okay because yeah there's like what like kind of two three song and dance numbers and the ones like the very end uh maybe four like there's the very beginning yeah which, like, that, that opening, I'm just like, oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. And then it wasn't. No. Yeah. It, it definitely leans into that and then goes, oh, no. There just happens to be, like, two others. Yeah, because it's that one, the one with, with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Like, the, the one that everyone knows just from the trailers. When they're leaving the one party, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. the, the, the end one with Emma Stone. But I thought, thought there was one more, like, in the middle. So, according to HollywoodReporter.com, using the soundtrack listing and disregarding reprises and inter- instrumental only, there are six unique numbers in La La Land. Whether or not okay. they are all song and dance is a different story. Some of them might just be song, or some of them might be song with montage, because they had a good number of like montage things in it. There's also the bits where, like, like they go to the jazz clubs, and there's legitimate music playing throughout them when they're not talking. That that wouldn't be considered a number for sure. They, that definitely. Uh, no, oh. they played Iran. <laughs> they did. Like you know, there was some music in this book or book um, <laughs> movie. Well, I want to have a book with some music. Open, flip every page, and it it just gives you the music that you're supposed to feel during reading that page. You just go buy a bunch of greeting cards. <laughs> sure, sure, that works. <laughs> um. Anything else either you want to say about La La Land? Um, I 
I thought like the dance numbers are really good. I l- I really like the choreography. Um, yeah, they did a good job with that stuff. I, the one that made the, the there were two things that re- like kind of made me laugh. The first thing was um, the, during the first number when they're on the highway. Um, I guess I don't understand L.A. High, highway hierarchy because there were a divided highway both going the same direction. Um, but uh, there was one dude just parkouring off the median as they were wrapping up the number, and I was just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? I don't know if you guys took note, but as they're, like, doing the big outro of, like, the 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 first number, and they're all on top of the cars with their hands out, and they're doing whatever they're doing, there's one dude, I think he was, like, wearing either, like, teal or blue or green or something, and he's just parkouring left and right off of the median. Uh, and I, I was just I like... Caught that. Go watch it. Just watch the first number. It's near the end of the first number, and it's just, to me. He he would like sit up, circle. He would sit up, spin around, land, run across to the next car, and then get to the median again, spin up, circle. It's just it was it made me laugh. I was like, what the fuck is this? But this is great. And then the other one I texted to you guys. Uh, Emma Stone's character Mia. She's an actress. She's trying to be an actress, and she's auditioning. And one of the scenes she has to be. Um, she she's teaching like uh like at an underprivileged school, and the person responds to her the, like the person she's interviewing with responds to her, uh, Miss So and So, you be tripping, and she just sh- says, No, Jamal, you be tripping, and that just made me laugh. I was like, This is the best line ever. I need to see this fake movie that they're making now. That that part was actually funny. Yeah. Um, Drew, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, in that case, what is your pick for the next book club? Uh, you know, since it actually fit pretty well with me recently, just randomly watching Defunct Land's uh, biography of um, Jim Henson, we'll watch the original Muppet movie because I don't think I've ever seen it. It's technically a musical, and I. What- Maybe a rom com. What is that on? Uh, Disney Plus. Um, I'd say it is both. I mean, that is where Rainbow Connection comes from. It's my favorite song from Muppets. And I mean, I've never like, even seen it the original. I feel like every Muppet movie is a little bit of a rom com because of the will they, won't they of Kermit and Miss Piggy. Right. Exactly. So yeah, no, I th- I think that fits that. You get points for getting getting all the genres. <laughs> Quick question. Is the Jason Siegel Muppets on Disney as well? I think so. They I'm own the Muppets. That one. So. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know Disney owns the Henson stuff. Um, Which apparently, just... Jim, Henson, uh, Jim Henson's family thinks him selling to Disney might have been part of the reason he fucking died. Oh boy. He kind of apparently super regretted making that sale after the fact. Go watch the uh, defunct land documentary about Jim Henson. It's really good. It does. It, the the 2011 one is on there also, so I'm definitely going to watch that. And they have the series too. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to rewatch the series. Like the original series or the yeah, ABC well, one mean, from like it, five six years ago. Uh, I guess the Muppet Show is the movie. No, no, they have the original 1976 series, The Muppet Show. Okay. 
And they and then, have the 2015 Office series, The Muppets. Do they have, like, the 90s Muppet show? Uh, no. No. They have nothing in the 90s. Well, that's a bummer. They have I remember ba- the 90s oh, one. Oh, no, never mind. That's the remake of The Muppet Babies. It's not the original Muppet Babies. Oh, I forgot they remade that. It's, like, CG or something like that now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's weird CG. But, all right, so we're watching The Muppet Movie from 1979? Yes. Yep. Gotcha. And that will be for our March 30th episode. Yep. Good pick. So, last thing we have, Mm -hmm. uh, it's The Last of Us. Season one. It finished. It's over. It's gone. Never Never to be repeated. So, quick question. Um, is talking about The Last of Us 2 spoilers now? I mean, I feel like it was before, too. Well, no, but, like, the movies, the, the game's been out for so long that, like, y- you can openly talk about it because it's been out for so long. If you haven't played it by this point, that's on you. Um, but Season 2 is now, they've been already admitted Season 2 is going to be The Last of Us 2. So... Is that is if we openly talk about The Last of Us Part Two, is that spoilers for the Last of Us TV show? Are we I not allowed so. to talk about the Last of Us Part Two? So I I think so in some ways. Like saying what happens at the beginning of the Last of Us Two is kind of, is probably a spoiler for season two from the sound yeah. of it. Yeah, because that's like they stuck so tight to. The Last of Us, the the story, like they honestly really only changed like one or two things. They, they expanded changed, on more things, I feel like than than anything. They expanded on like because I don't remember if they actually talked about why Ellie was immune in in this series, or at least in the original game. Yeah, I don't um, think so either. So like they expanded on that and and showed talked about that. Um, they. Honestly, they gave a, gave a better explanation for the virus spreading than just, like, oh, it's spores, which I like this new way that, like, it started, and, like, it was... I, yeah, I miss the spores, but I like that they actually were able to, and just with that one episode, give us, like, a reliable way that it was spread so rapidly. Yeah. Like, beyond it just being spores, like, the fact that it was, like, in flower at, like, a contaminated plant, and that... that stuff went all over the world yeah because otherwise it's Uh, a little it's a little hard from like a narrative sense to be like okay so like this fungus just happened to mutate all over the world at the same time exactly but it being like oh no like it had mutated in this consumable product that is shipped all over the world and used in fucking everything yeah um and then i think they you would actually be okay. I would be fine. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I well, I wouldn't be fine. I would still have to worry about getting bit and shit. No, but, but like, you would not die from eating like a biscuit or something. I I mean, I still would die from eating a biscuit, but no, like yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn in. I wouldn't be one of the uh, people that turned in the beginning of the outbreak because I wouldn't be eating them. The the uh. The wheat products, which is funny because uh, there's a cosplayer I follow, Bucket Brown, on Instagram, and they do, um, uh, like, uh, uh, mushroom cosplays. 
and they have gotten a lot of hate recently for their mushroom cosplays because of The Last of Us. That's funny. And, and I'm just like, well, why aren't people hating on, like, wheat now? Because, like, that's what caused the spread and everything. No, no, no. The mushrooms caused the spread. The wheat was just the carrier. Well, exactly. I mean, everyone should be gluten-free now. Is really what it is. Um, if I can't have gluten, I'd rather be a zombie. You know what? That's probably everyone else's response, so that's fine. Um... But yeah, they. Uh, I think the only other thing they really changed, and I can't 100% remember, was like the su- sort of the story of the bandits near the end when Joel is sick. I don't remember it being like a weird culty, like cannibal thing going on in the first one. But again, I haven't played the first one since it came out. So, so I don't really I, remember. I agree. The only things I remember from that were um the two guys the the only thing i remember from it was joel being sick and the place on fire like once they like i remembered the place being on fire and once she like threw the thing i was like oh that's the fire and that's really that's really it i didn't really remember much else but i thought that was a really good like addition kind of I guess fifty fifty on like I don't really think it was very much needed. Um that like they needed to give them that much of a backstory. I don't I don't really know now. Yeah, I, I like it didn't bother me. Yeah, like it was it didn't bother you I it didn't bother me. I just was like I was, I, I was like this is a cool but like it also kind of felt a little fillery because it was just like it was just added it seems but it was it was still it was a very good episode it was a very interesting episode and i like that they had fucking nolan north playing a character um, they didn't. or not or what's his name not nolan north fucking troy baker troy baker why did the i funny think thi- nolan north so the funny thing is and you you probably weren't thinking this the the character like the the actual villain of that episode the one that ellie kills at the end uh-huh. voiced by nolan north in the game okay I yeah no I I wasn't I I was thinking Troy Baker just because Troy Baker played um played played the one of other the villains guy. the other guy and then Ashley Johnson it, played Ellie's mom which was and Laura cool. Bailey played a nurse it played a nurse and she didn't die she's the only one of the three that didn't die because she's Abby what she's Abby no she's not Abby I mean she's not going to be cast as Abby but she was Abby in that scene. No, Abby is a kid still. I'm, God, I'm kidding. Oh my God, God! And no. also, she was wearing a fucking mask and was cowering behind the table the whole time. That could she could have been a child. No, she was. I mean, she was getting ready to do surgery. I mean, the she doctor. Was, she was there to help. She wasn't going to do the surgery. She was. She was. She was gonna she's not abby she's not she wasn't supposed to be abby um also like i feel like we're at the point now where we're probably going to get into spoilers so like definite spoiler like real spoilers like less um less obscure ones for the whole season of the last of us and 
potential season two spoilers. I'm, I'm going to say this right here, right now. I tweeted this, and it was a sarcastic tweet, but still. I'm so happy that they remade The Last of Us Part 1 back in September for all the people who didn't get to experience the game to experience it. Because Last of Us, the show, is fucking The Last of Us Part 1. It's l- almost scene for scene. Everything's exactly the same. So, like, that's also to shout spoiler alert for us. Like, we've all played the game. Like, like it's exactly the same. Like, they, the, the, that, they didn't change anything. And that kind of, like, like, we went over, like, the three minor changes that they did. Um, and I'm just, other than, it's like, alright, this is exactly the same. I personally, I thought it was good. I thought the acting was great. I don't need to watch season two. I'd, I'm probably not going to watch season two because really, I don't need it. I watched it already. I played it. I was there. If they're not going to change anything, what's the point of me watching it? I don't know. It's just enjoyable. But I could spend my time watching and getting a new story in. But you won't. You'll fucking watch The Office again. Or I could finally <laughs> read a fucking book. You won't, though. I've been trying to get you to read a book for three months. You keep giving excuses. I've had The Last of Us to watch. Once a week. And you watched oh. the last two episodes two days ago. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and I only watched them yesterday because they were only an hour and a half total. So I was like, alright, I'll get them done after stream. But still, it's... Like, uh, everything, like, the, the, the writing and everything was fantastic, the acting was great, but it is, it's not a new story to me. It's the, it's one of the reasons I don't often play video games again, is because it's not new to me, it's not a new story, it's not very interesting to me to actually re-experience this, because I already know it, I've already experienced it. And that's how I felt with The Last of Us Season 1, I was like, alright, well, like, I know this already. And like, what your, your, Cobb, your wife posted on Facebook that, like, oh, don't, if, if, if I were ever in this situation, full on, uh, rescue me and don't let them have surgery because I don't, don't, I, people don't need to be saved. And I was just like, I wanted to post, hey, it's a good thing I already played the games. Otherwise, I'd be upset that you just spoiled the show for me. Like, I, I don't, th- uh, nothing is a surprise to me with this. And so when what happens in The Last of Us Part 2, Episode 1 happens uh, in Season, or, well, yeah, so I guess Episode 1, whatever, like right at the beginning of Last of Us Part 2, when that happens in The Last of Us Season 2, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be, I've experienced this already. So I will say that I feel like the show... While it hasn't changed it beat for beat, it has changed enough to make the story hit different. Alright, yeah, fine. They made Joel a worse person. No, I mean, Joel was all already shitty. And that's the other thing. Joel's a bad fucking person, and people are upset that he gets killed. No one realizes that you never know the other person's story. And, like, everyone got upset at Laura Bailey for playing a character who killed Joel, but, like... Come on. Well, I mean, yes, like, and but the the internet also sucks. So, yeah. like, don't take the internet into consideration with stuff. But like, I don't think Joel, like, up until like the midway point of the game, 
was even portrayed as like remotely likable. And at the end, like what he does, like what's done at the end where you get kind of like that faux choice too, they just took that away from the, the show altogether. Like there is no up in the air about it. Like he, there was no kind of hesitance or anything. It's just he got free and he slaughters everybody. And when it came to Marlene at the end, I, if I remember correctly in the game, you're kind of given a choice whether you want to let her live or not. Um, I think, I think she ends up being killed either way, but you're still given that fake choice there. And th- there isn't even hesitation. Uh, she says, like, please let me live. And he just basically says, you'll only come after her. And just that's it. Yeah. She, yeah. She's dead. And-, and like, that's what, that's what happens to a person that 20 years later is still suffering PTSD and never had anybody to help him get over it. Yeah. Or get and beyond like, it, not over it. Like, I... Like, I, it's a great story. It is a very good story. It's a story of a character trying to redeem themselves, and or not trying to, but a character just trying to survive who then starts to remember what it's like to have feelings and, and, and adopt a child and have a child, in a sense, but and learn to be a parent again. It is a fantastic story. But... It's literally a story that I saw scene for scene when I played the game ten years ago. <laughs> See, and, I I feel like enough of it was changed to make just certain things hit differently and make it worth the time to watch it. I I don't I I I I don't think so. I didn't. Nothing really hit differently for me. It all hit the exact same because it was all. Unfortunately, it was all expected. Like that, that like when I've I've talked about how I'm I'm not a fan of the Black Widow movie because there's no stakes. The the movie is going to happen and there's no stakes in what happens in the movie because we know that that was a prequel and we know what happens, and that's how this went. What as I was watching it, there were no stakes because I already knew what was going on. I knew what was going to happen. Like it, I knew they weren't gonna kill Joel during like the the him being sick arc or anything like that, and like I, I it's just to me that doesn't it doesn't give me a pull to have to watch or not not to have to, but it doesn't give me a pull to watch further because now that I know that it's going to basically be the same exact story with maybe minute differences here or there, I, it's, there's not enough at stake for me to, like, want to see the change. Which, like, look, I get it. I'm not trying to convince you that you have to watch season two. Though, like, let's be real. You have to watch season two. Um, I just I just disagreed that, like, I think it was worth the, the time. Oh, I, I think it was worth the time, especially for someone who's never played The Last of Us games. But, like... We now have The Last of Us Part 1 being told in three formats. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3 slash 4. I was going to say four formats, because it's it's three, and then the remaster on four, and then the remake on five, and the the, the series. Yes. Which, in my opinion, if... And this is not to say that the games are bad, but I would much rather watch the story as the show over the games. Just because Which, they they were able to impart a little bit more, um, like, more of the story. Like, I don't remember, at least, this has been so long, I don't remember 
Joel ever talking about potentially being suicidal during the uh the sh- the the game. I don't actually really remember him like having deafness in an ear or like honestly being s- besides the part where he's actually sick. There were times where he was like exhausted and falling apart and like he like it looked like he was getting ready to have a heart attack or something. I don't remember stuff like that. Well, yeah, and like you figure a game that's 10 years old, they def it's kind of, it's the same thing with like Uncharted. Like in the first Uncharted, Drake was supposed to be older, but they just couldn't get that across with what the console could do at the time. So he he was younger. Um yeah. and it's the same way where like you can do a lot more like small character detail with a real person. Yeah. You know, it it wouldn't make sense to have him like to have the Joel you're playing like stuck against a wall for 30 seconds because he's in his fi- late 40s early 50s and is out of shape from like running around. Um not like out of shape, but like you know just older and like struggling with like the terrain or whatnot. Yeah. Um but like I think that I I think that's the sort of stuff where the show kind of does shine. It just gets mm-hmm. a you get more character stuff uh whereas in the game you get a lot of that stuff. There there's a lot of like like the little banter between them as you're you're moving plus the cutscenes, but because there could be big stretches where you're, you know, sneaking around and stuff like that. Yeah. You're not just getting like the- that like nice streamline like this is exactly the story and they weren't able to pepper in stuff the way they were in the show. Like, yeah, it's like we said before. You don't you don't get the the Ellie's mom bit in the in yeah. the game. It's kind of like the the gameplay ruins the story a little bit because you do have to make him at least because you're doing all these crazy things like running around, shooting things, stabbing zombies in the head, and like jumping over shit and whatnot, and constantly crouching down to be stealthy they can't make him be start to be more feeble and more run down because if they do then it doesn't make sense why i'm able to do all this shit yeah i mean that's that is also true it's also there is no discernible way in real life like 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 ju- like acting as if this show is real life i should say that Joel, as he was at that moment, should have been able to do what he did at the end there. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Joel, sh- the, the, there's no way in, like, sus- like, without suspension of disbelief, there's no way he would have succeeded in any of the last two episode situations. Being as weak as he was and just barely waking up after being laid out and infected for time jump frame of amount of time, um, he, there's, there's no way he would have been able to fight off like three fucking people and whatnot. No way. And then at the very, the, the last episode where it's like a month or so later or some shit like that, when they finally get to Salt Lake City, like, he wouldn't have been able to defeat dozens of people in a exactly hospital. Like, and it's just like it. I I hope this maybe feeds the idea that like Joel, like with the way this season ended, that like maybe Joel's not necessarily the best person and the best protagonist to where potential spoiler of season two that I've already mentioned or episode or or 
the second game that we've already mentioned, maybe people won't be as up in arms as they were in uh, when it happened in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's valid. Um, now, as far as, like, a... Like, a season two goes, even if you're not interested in it, they have already kind of alluded that... Druckmann has straight up announced that Bella Ramsey's going to be Ellie, time jump be damned, and that they're doing The Last of Us Part 2. Exactly, but they've also said that apparently... Um, sorry, I'm trying not to sneeze. I've just been on a fucking sneezing spree. Um, sorry. They also said that the season two is not going to be all of the second game. It's going to be. I mean, that's a thing. I and if it's not all of this, like, what I want from season two, what I would like from season two, is a time jump marathon of the, the years before and leading into The Last of Us Part 2 with the end of Season 2 being the beginning of The Last of Us Part 2. So that this way we get the relationship between Joel and Ellie over, what is it, a five-year jump? We get the relationship between them over the course of the five or so years where they grow closer and then they grow apart. And we get to learn... We, we get to watch as Ellie learns to play the guitar. And, like, yes, there's going to be things... They're going to need to write new shit for it. But they do have some inter intermediary stuff that was in The Last of Us Part 2 that they could use. Um, with with uh, Joel and, and Ellie. And, like, taking her to the museum for her birthday and stuff like that. And, like, they need to build up that relationship. To also crumble it down before they get into The Last of Us Part 2 very beginning. Yeah, you know what? That, I could see them doing that. And that, like, that would actually, that would make a lot of sense too, because yeah. they, they can do like back and forth also. Like they can have like the present day, like, cause you know, there is time at like, um, the city and everything like that, um, before, the th like like Abby's group gets there and everything like that. So you can kind of have it split where you're showing them in the city, but you're also showing the stuff of them from before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's... While also interspersing Abby's story from the beginning of the game. Yeah, like, there, there's so much that they could do. I don't think they need to introduce Abby until the last episode. I don't think they need to introduce Abby at all until the last episode of Season 2. Actually, when, you know what? If it's only nine episodes, like they could actually probably get away with that if when, they don't kill Joel up front and then make the rest of the season like a like a yeah a pseudo flashback. That well, no, like that. What they no 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 flashbacks. They need Joel needs to die at the end of the Last of Us Part Two. Like that is yeah, that is no, what like, then brings or at the end of season two, Joel dies by Abby, and then they run off. And then season three is Ellie going to Abby, and they do an episode, the back and forth episode, episode, time frame type thing, or divide each episode between the two characters so that we know what's going on. 
to the point that they fight and whatnot. And then at the end of season three is when Ellie returns back home um, with her girlfriend uh, and having let Abby go. Before going to California? Before going to California to find Abby again and find out that she's in the slaving camp and then fighting her one last time. Like, it's season three or... Season one, two. so season four would have to be California, and the series has to end. Or if they were to end the series with season season four, it would be the scene of her playing the guitar, missing a couple of fingers. Like that's that's how like the in my opinion the perfect time frame of how this show would go is season two is not is doesn't even touch part two until the very end. Season you know what, three though? is half of part two, and season four is the very end of part two. I th- I think that that would actually probably be better, but I could see them doing, and like I expect them, season two is going to start the way part two starts. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get Joel dead early on. Yeah. But then I think that they are then going to do flashbacks and stuff like that to flesh out the the missing time. Because I, I think the other thing I saw, and it was a verified account, but I do not know if it was, like, trustworthy, um, was something like that Joel is still going to be a big, like, like Pedro Pascal's Joel is still going to be a part of season two. Yeah. So the only thing I can think is either what you said, where it doesn't become part two until, like, the last or, like, one of the last episodes. Because, like, you could really do, like, two episodes of, like, the opening of the game. Um, Because you'd be able to have, like, one episode that focuses on them at the actual town. And then the last episode where Joel gets stuck out in the blizzard and meets up with Abby's group and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that, or they, they do, like, a weird, like, kill him at the beginning and then flashbacks the rest of the way through. Yeah. I just, I just don't think a flashback would work well with this. Like, the flashbacks worked well in the game because, like, that was, like, it was giving you the reprieve, it was giving you, like, the downtime, the time to, like, reflect. I don't know. I just, I don't think with a, with a medium of, like, a TV show, like, the flashbacks are going to hit the way that shows have used flashbacks to hit for like uh arrow and lost did really good jobs doing flashbacks or in lost flashbacks flash sideways and flash forwards um they did those really well i don't think like doing a flashback a full on episode or two where it's just a flashback of a character who just died is really going to work all that well. Like, they would need to do it in the sense of Arrow and Lost, but then that means that they're going to be picking up the story in the same pace as they did as they did in this season. Unless, unless, it's more almost like reverse Arrow. So, rather than the island bits being the minority of the episode have the flashbacks be the majority and have it be, like, bookended with the present day. 
kind of like the episode with um with the the left behind DLC like where it it opened and closed with like the present day Ellie dealing with shit but the whole middle was mhm the the left behind yeah there's options there's I, options yeah. yeah there's options i don't know i just i i like my idea better. <laughs> it's really I mean, look, you, I will not often agree with you on things, but like, I think that would be a better way to tell that story without it feeling too rushed or just too messy back and forth. Yeah. Um. And, and like, there's also there's a lot of heavy themes in the second half of The Last of Us Part Two, dealing with uh, the kid. I can't remember the kid's name. Um, Lev. Lev, yeah, and Abby, and and everything that goes on with that, that, like, they're going to need to spend time with just that for a bit. Yeah, that makes me, like, that's the other thing, like, so the game has three storylines, give or take. You've got Ellie's initial storyline, and then you have the inverse storyline where you with Abby, but then you have that final bit um, with Ellie again, like in California, where like everything kind of like comes to an end. Yeah. Um, doing. You need to give both of them time to breathe because they are two very different things. Um, because like beyond the actual, beyond Abby getting revenge, most of hers is pretty like up to a certain point normal. Like, yeah. she is going about her life for the most part, and, like, just some shitty things are happening because this angry girl is now out for revenge for her killing her dad. Like, her surrogate yeah. dad. Yeah. Um, and this girl is now killing all of her friends. Yeah. So. I'm also a little bummed that one of my favorite scenes from The Last of Us 2 was when Ellie and the one girl fall down into, like, the basement of the hospital where all the spores are. Yeah, and the girl's like freaking out because she's like, "You just killed us both," and Ellie just stands there. She's like, "I'm immune," and just like proceeds to like, you know, taunt the the woman till she gets like the info she needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, they can't do that because they don't do spores. So like, they could both be bit, but I feel like that's less. There, there, I they might they might be able to figure that out, but also like that just. Because that, that then also led to, like, fighting, like, one of the mutated super zombies, and they don't have those in... They don't really have the, It's not that they don't, but they don't really have them. Cause well, I, weren't those, the, those ones chained... Like, those were new in the second game, weren't they? They were, but, like, there was only one, like, bruiser or whatever the, the, the big guys are called. Floater, whatever. Um, but the show, like, they didn't think that they were real. Like, throughout the entire sh- during the beginning True. of the show they're like she asked like do they are there ones that explode and leave spores and whatever? i'm like god i hope not um that like th- that is one thing that i don't think the show did very well in explaining as to like oh there's multiple types of these things it just was like oh yeah there's clickers and then there's everything else and like they they, they the show needed to do needs to do or needed to do a, a little bit of a better job at explaining the zombie things, cordyceps or whatever they're called. And apparently the the second season they 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 do want to put more of them in. Yeah, it was honestly very lacking. It made sense because 
It was like, a character story, not a zombie story. Well, it's, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it, it, a lot of zombies, like, they did zombies well because zombies weren't the main focal point. But there were times that, like, I was like, you know what? There, there probably would be a zombie here or a zombie there. You would deal with it. Like, how did they go all throughout Salt Lake City and not run into at least one runner or clicker or some shit like that? Well, um, I, I think that the, the answers to some of that is, like, those were outposts at one point. And it just seems like there aren't as many of these things floating around as there were in the games. But it did a oh, similar yeah. thing to the games where, like, people were the issue. Yeah. Like, that's... It, the, the clickers and stuff like that were, like, other than, like, those, like, forced bossy encounters with, like, the bigger ones, like, they were never really the the problem. It was the mm-hmm. people that were the problem. Yeah. Um, But that might do it. Yeah, I think that's it. That was Hey, look, Last of Us season 1. It was good. Um I I don't know if I'll I'll, I'll probably end up watching season 2, but I'll probably do it begrudgingly. <laughs> it's like, going to be at least a year away, so. Yeah, at least. Um but that said, as we talked about earlier, um in 2 weeks we're going to do our next book club, which is going to be the Muppet movie. It's on Disney Plus at least in the US. It's probably other places around the world. Um but other than that, you can find more of our content if you head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us at your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps a whole bunch. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, what's your what's your stream schedule look like? Uh, check me out on twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts, where I do game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, playing primarily Tales of Arise with, like, the occasional, at least one day a week, playing something else just to give myself a refresher. Somebody just redeemed uh, channel points to have me play... Uh, Star Ocean, the Divine something, I don't remember. Um, but he said I can wait until that's on sale and uh, have time to do it because I just reached 300 followers. So we'll be playing a month of Apex in April. So, yeah, I've got a lot planned for a stream. You should come check it out. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, with that, we will be back, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.